0: So that's our intro. For that's this it. Episode. This is it. This is this okay. is as okay. much
1: work as I'm going to put into this. All right, <laughs> I am. I have tears streaming down my face on both Steinhouse closing and our 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 good uh, dear departed muse. Welcome, everyone, to the History by the Glass podcast. Your tour of Portland, Oregon's famously historic and infamously endangered bars, pubs, and saloons, inspired by Paul Pentridge's History by the Glass book series. My name is Nathan McGale, and with me, as always, directly to my right, is my good pal and better drinking buddy, now day drinking buddy, the uh, Clavin to my Peterson, Alfredo Moreno. How the hell are you? I'm doing very good. It's oh my god, we just
0: <laughs> a sturdy, a, a big sturdy cheers. cheers, beer narrowly avoiding. Several laptops here in the old studio, but we're no harm, no
1: foul. No here harm, no are. foul. We're moving on and we're moving forward. Uh, how are you doing? How's the daylight treating you? Well, this is weird. We're, uh,
0: of course, in my uh, studio. Normally, it's uh, we've already visited two bars and we've had a bit to drink and we're firing up some nightcap drinks and we're... um ready to record a podcast at night as my as my family sleeps inside the house. Uh, currently, it's the late afternoon because uh, life gets in the way. It took us a little while to get our last podcast out. Was, we keep having to work normal jobs and spend time with our significant others.
1: Well, we said we we're going to get four out of the gate in February. Bing, bang, boom, one, two, three, four. We got one out. So we realized that maybe... Uh the demand is there to get these out at a, a more uh, steady clip. Yeah. Ugh.
0: So so here we are we're in the midst of everything we decided we've got to get something recorded. So here we are in the afternoon. It's a a matinee game, a businessman special, as they say. And right. uh it's a little weird because um uh, I can see everything really well and it's not bone chillingly cold in my garage
1: and i'm I'm much more tired now at four o'clock than I am at at ten thirty in the evening trying to i don't know why that is i i, I don't know why that is
0: uh, we're just not used to this we're not used to this rise and grind
1: the sun we're not used. no no this is weird i'll put my weird. sunglasses on for yeah it. i that? think we might have
0: to it's a beautiful day outside and here we are inside uh and one of the you know i don't know if i should admit this but um one of the great advantages to recording uh in the black of night uh, at my my private residence is uh instead of uh having to traipse inside the house time after time uh to use the facilities as we drink and chat and uh and discuss we normally just pop right outside the garage there into uh my private and uh well hidden backyard and just do what men of a certain age do
1: also known as the honey bucket back
0: there yeah oh yeah i'm sure there's something back there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh that's a little harder here in the afternoon we can't really do that so we're going to have to go inside to use indoor plumbing.
1: I think we should fashion some sort of a bag system for ourselves uh, so we can get through these as quickly as possible. Wow. Uh, oh, like a catheter? Yeah, as if we're yeah in a spacesuit or something like that, you know? Uh, oh. Wouldn't that be
0: nice? Well, I'd make a terrible astronaut, wouldn't I, if you had to get out of that spacesuit each time?
1: I've got to go out on the wing here. Uh, it's time for me to victorate again. Yeah, it's me again. I got to... Would
0: you let me back in? I I know. It's just... A...
1: We are, uh, of course, still drinking, uh, as we always do. Uh, um, and and this looks to be some sort of this is what you call a um, uh, uh, all day IPA, uh, but it also says session ale. That's so right. Which
0: which is it? Well, the session ale is less alcohol. You see, there oh, we need we need this is your day drinkers beer. I don't care for that. Yeah, it's your day drinkers beer because it is the late afternoon, and you have somewhere to be
1: it's true uh, I have to put my kid to bed that's true we've got responsibilities today the day doesn't end see that's another thing about this thing it, usually it ends right at midnight when we're done recording when we've, we've exhausted ourselves and then we end our night and we, we tuck ourselves into bed and we, we go to sleep
0: yeah I'm, I'm what I'm most fearful of is that I'm going to remember everything that I say on this thing tonight
1: it's Really, it's really a problem <laughs> Well, you know, the saying goes, the uh, show must go on. And for the night of June 8th, 2018, we scheduled a stop at Southeast 82nd Steinhouse. But we were saddened and uh, stunned that when we learned we lost our muse, Anthony Bourdain, earlier that day. Uh, and, and that's why this is going to take a little bit of a different tone, Alfredo, uh, uh if we had a uh, velvet painting of somebody in the studio, it would probably be uh, Saint Tony, and uh, and and to lose uh, him in the middle of this at any point really uh, was was really a uh, uh, heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, that was a uh, that was one of the more surreal days we've had on this deal, and uh, uh, I don't know about you, but I can still remember. Um, no, I, it's, it's weird. It's, uh, it's one of these, I don't know, JFK or challenger or, you know, nine eleven kind of deals. I, that sounds silly. And I know that's very silly. I'm not trying to create an uh, exact equation. Uh, but the man meant something to both of us, uh, his, uh, his legacy, his example, his spirit. Um, and, uh, what, uh, I think I remember most is that, um, uh, the amount of outpouring that I received as if um, a family member of mine had passed away. I had people who, who sent me private messages and text messages and things of that nature to express their condolences to somebody who uh, I had never met and never would meet. Um, but I remember the morning. I would. My kid at that time was having some trouble sleeping. Um, I believe I was maybe in her bed or something after a up and down nightmare kind of, uh, evening of sleep. And I was just very groggy and I was going back to my bed and my wife just told me, uh, very, very somberly, but very clearly, honey, I'm sorry. Anthony Bourdain has died. And I just kind of shook my head at her and just said, I don't know. I, I, I just kind of grumbled something and went to bed. Yeah. What are you I, talking I, about? Man. I did glance at my phone I think with blurry eyes and just saw some of the notifications starting to post up from you know CNN or Google news notifications so I knew in my head it had happened and I just kind of went to bed for a while and had these weird kind of like uh, fitful I wasn't I could never quite get to sleep it was it was just a weird morning and I woke up just in a weird place man so I don't know. I don't know. Did you have anything similar? What was going on with you? Uh,
1: yeah. So I um, have a habit of checking Twitter in the morning, um, and it was probably I want to say it was about six forty-five or seven or something like that. And and I remember rolling through Twitter and and seeing the first message and and of of somebody posting something, and not thinking that that was real at all. And then seeing message after message or um, uh, story after story, and I remember. Uh, this is maybe too much information but i was just just collapsing on the bed as if almost prostrate of of i i, I got to like getting my face as close to the phone as possible flipping through these yeah. messages trying to make sense of of what i was looking at it just didn't make any sense to me at all no and then i remember reaching out to you and and um um just feeling like I had been punched in the gut. It was just this, I, I couldn't stand up straight. It was so perplexing. It was so, uh, um, just not, uh, not anything I was prepared for, uh, that day. And, and it is like nine eleven. That's how I thought of it too, was, was this is sort of now what I'm going to be doing for the entire day is reading and watching and listening. And, uh, 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 Tony Bourdain stories or episodes or, or his writings or, or, uh, or, or what have you. Um, and yeah, I just, I just remember it being a, um, morning gut punch. Yeah, it was, um, you know,
0: I, I, I think I was kind of, I don't think I was quite prepared for, I remember, I, you know, I think I remember thinking this, uh, anytime a notable celebrity passes away, um, You know, uh, I always go. Boy, I wonder. You know, you see people who, uh, for whatever reason, are huge fans of, um, of various people. Some of those people, you might say, boy, what are you getting all bent out of shape about?
1: Like Dick Van Patten. When Dick Van Patten died, nobody (laughs) was uh, uh, was thinking about not going to work that day. You know, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. But some people, you really, you know, and uh, and we're big fans of the uh, of the Oscars in memoriam uh because we like to see uh we don't, you know I always like to see who gets the hammer Little who's hammer. at the end who's at the end there uh shout out to Bill Simmons for the hammer uh um whole hammer thing but it was um uh I remember thinking I think the last time somebody really uh notable passed away I was like man who who, who who's going to make me kind of I was like man it's probably Tony Bourdain. I said but I I certainly didn't see you know suicide at the while filming an episode as the way he was i, I you know you never know when people are going to
1: no i think that's um, part of the um of the this doesn't make sense that's part of the uh um i i can't stand up and and wrap my head around this yeah
0: it it was a weird deal man it was um uh, you know that was yeah that was probably my celebrity my role model non family friend person that i kind of knew it would be the biggest blow um when he passed and it certainly was it certainly was but it, it did put me into i think my basically my initial reaction was like you know you know damn it tony why did you why did you do that why yeah. did you do that yeah. and it was uh it, it it took me while as the day went on and i, I really did appreciate people reaching out uh, the way they did because it felt like that. And I, I needed that. So, um, uh, it was a, it was a day of kind of trying to understand idea, you know, like you, as the weeks went on, people started releasing these really, um, quite amazing and long, um, Mm -hmm. you know, retrospectives or just bloggers who said, you know, I was sitting with my buddy at a dive bar in New York city and it, uh, there at the bar was Tony Bourdain. And, uh, you know, we just, anyway, we, it was a hell of a night just chatting the guy up and just like a normal person. And here's how the night went. And, uh, you know, from journalists who had interviews with him that they hadn't, um, and they wanted to revisit how the whole day went. I mean, there was a lot of retrospectives and uh, slices of life things that were really powerful to read. So, um, I think you and I both consume those, uh, just to kind of, just to kind of deal with it. Right. So, yeah,
1: yeah no. And openly, uh, at work, uh, Oh Yeah. You know, just yeah. not, Oh yeah. The hell with anybody. Yeah, if they were uh, going to say, by the way, zero assignments that day, back did, to, uh, come on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you mind, uh, sharing with me, I mean, we've talked about this at length, but, uh, uh, for the sake of documentation, uh, <laughs> what, uh, what it really was about Anthony Bourdain that that spoke to you and and this project also, because I see a lot of what we're trying to do being curious about the world we live in, uh, tied directly to uh, the thing I think that you and I both yeah know, really loved about him. What, what,
0: yeah, amen. I mean that uh, I, I was commenting to you earlier that uh, unlike the last. Um, the last um, pod we did where we recapped um, our time at Wanker's Corner. And I think that took us about six weeks to visit <laughs> and then put a blog out about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one was by far the fastest. And of course the urgency of the moment, but um, uh, we had a, uh, a blog release six days after our bar visit and after he died. So um, by far the fastest. So, you know, really what I wrote about there um and much like this podcast, the blog was a salute to the life and legacy for us, um, for me personally, but for this project, um, followed by a review of our time at the bar. But what what it really was for me is I think just um, over the years of just watching the show, watching No Reservations, watching Layover, watching Parts Unknown, reading the books um, – you know, I was, I was fortunate to go see him live twice. Um, and just, um, what I think the, what, how that kind of forged to me was to, um, not only to not be afraid of these older kind of quirky or run ish looking places, but to almost be like, there's almost like a gravitational pull, like, Hey, look at that place. It looks kind of Gritty. It looks kind of old, and man, I wonder what their story is, and I, uh, what kind of people hang out in there. And that draw, like, I I have to go in there. I have to go in there and see what kind of people are s- sitting at that bar, or what kind of people are owning that place or serving the drinks. What's the story with the neighborhood? How does it reflect this neighborhood's identity or this um, culture? Uh, this uh, if, if it's a place that was you know, started by a certain ethnic group or the neighborhood has a certain ethnic, um, uh, you know, flavor to it. What, what is it about that place that speaks to the area? So, yeah, I think as we dove into that, it was kind of this, um, uh, it was that, yeah, you gotta go see these places before you know you gotta get in there and then sit elbow to elbow with somebody at, the,
1: at a bar. That's it. The elbow to elbow thing is what does it feel like to sit at a place that somebody has sat at for 40 years, you know, for, for so long? Would, somebody's walked by so many times and not given a second thought to, you know. That's that's the thing that I'm the 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 um the thing that I remember. I don't want to get too much into our night at Steinhouse, but the thing that I remember being so important that night was to actually talk to somebody who worked there or was a regular there or, or, or something, because I felt like that was just the spirit of, of at least, at least the travel logs, right? At least that of, of getting into somebody's shoes and feeling some empathy for somebody or, or in, in, um, uh, just getting excited about the thing that somebody else gets excited about.
0: Exactly. That, I mean, um, It's overcoming the walls, the barriers, uh, you know, self-imposed of um, I don't live out here. What am I doing out in 82nd and something or uh, why would I ever go to a place, you know, like the Lariat Lounge or, you know, screw it. We got to go to that place. And there's a sense of adventure to like, yeah, I'm going to get out of where uh, I'm way out of my bubble and Mm -hmm. way out of my comfort zone and let's go figure out what this pl- place is all about so you know uh, i i think in my um blog i wrote basically like yeah of course tony traveled you know thousands of miles you know every you know hundreds of thousands of miles you know but the the essence was like you can do this stuff uh 5 miles from your house you know go to that market or restaurant or bar or wherever it is that uh, experience get off your butt basically and get out of your house and go figure out what's good in your neighborhood that's somebody else's
1: no tell me about the people in my neighborhood (laughs) uh
0: but I, i that i think was the that i think was the essence of like and where i i knew that a project like this would resonate of just hey let's get off our our duffs, and as I said in the last one, go sit on our butts somewhere, you know, <laughs> somewhere new. But, um, and there's so much that can be gained by, um, having a, a drink with somebody, having a bite. And, you know, Bourdain did both. Uh, he was mostly food, of course, and connected with people through food. And he found that when you're breaking bread with somebody, they're going to reveal themselves and they're, you know, it kind of just, it's just a it's an intimate uh experience and the same honestly i think you and i both feel the same the same about having uh a cocktail with somebody and obviously it lowers your inhibitions a little bit but it yeah there's something kind of um there's a magic there to sitting at a bar and like having a cold one with somebody and starting to hear their story and tell them yours and to the people who work behind the bar who aren't usually cracking beers but still they there's a reason why they work at these places as well. And so I don't know. I think that was kind of the essence of what uh, I, I, I think over the years of just getting that feel that uh, that's the reason why when I saw this book, I went, holy shit, this is great. And we've got to yeah. do it. We've got to right. go out there. Look at this guy who wrote this, all this stuff about all these old bars and some of which I've been to, and some of which I can't wait to get, there was a, there was a... I have to do... I have to go to all these. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to go to them all. And it's in no small part to the exposure to Tony Bourdain and his... I have to go to these countries. I have to go to these weird parts of town. Um, and I have to talk to these people and be in these environments and learn as much as I can about the world around me. And you'll never And you'll never get there, which is the great part of it.
1: And I also feel like there's a, this... Um, unspoken like gratefulness in in Bourdain's travelogues of here is just a small thing here is a one man who makes the same dish for 50 years you know and and everybody in this town should be grateful for this man and this is exactly what this corner of this neighborhood is all about this and it trickles out into the entire world you know and and that's something that um, I think we pick up on also is look at this room that nobody has touched in in 50 years and it, it has been the same corner of this neighborhood for 50 years and um my god the 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 place the, this is the place you can't just build over this you just can't bulldoze over exactly
0: this, I, I, that thing of celebrating the ordinary yeah um uh, because often when you just scratch with your thumb a little bit you see the it's can be magnificent, you know. Yeah. And so that's why we're always kind of bummed out when places, um, um, you know, we understand it's the constant thing we talk about of like the, the real, the the realities of the business, and keeping a business profitable and attracting younger, newer people who don't care as much anymore. Uh, because people like us as we found as you get older you don't have all day to sit at a bar you can barely sit down and record a podcast together but so you know you got to keep these people who were like us 10 15 years ago who that's what they do they go and sit at bars all weekend long and day drink Uh and they're not on a two-hour window like you and i are but that but celebrating the ordinary and yeah. What makes why, you know, this building this seemingly run down. What I don't know. Is there stories behind? And sometimes there's not, but sometimes there is. Sometimes there's something incredible about seeing what a place does well and what they're proud of. And you were talking earlier about the, you know, the spirit of gratitude, um, that I think Tony showed in many of his episodes where, you know, he was having the best time. And I can remember those episodes pretty. Pretty vividly the the episodes of either no reservations or parts unknown where uh you could like see his kind of blissfulness in his face or you could just you can just feel it as mostly as an observer usually he would just it was him kind of sitting there while other people were doing something around him, and the camera kind of panned out um I felt that countless times at bars um where you're just at a place. And you're just, um, an observer, uh, although you're part of, you're sitting there, you're part of the ambiance and you can, I, I, you can feel yourself. You can just kind of zoom yourself out. Um, I think that's why I kind of enjoy going to bars by myself sometimes is just the opportunity to sit there and soak in a place and feel it kind of swirl around you. And, um, you know, there was uh, several episodes that were just, outstanding i remember he did one in sao paulo and in, in brazil in uh in no reservations um you know kind of watching people watching some friends of the or some people they had met on the show kind of dancing and um there was a great great episode of parts unknown whether in a old bar in chicago and it just kind of captured the you know the the bliss the thing of just that sweet bar chatter as it kind of Stories kind of flow around you and they're kind of loopy and,
1: uh, something we don't talk about too much yeah. on this podcast is the din of these places, the yeah. actual, um, the, the, the sounds that, that experience of what's the hum like in, in these places. And, uh, yeah, he's, he, he's, he's, he observes, you know, and he enjoys, uh, and not for the want of, of, of anything, but, uh, just the enjoyment of observing. He's not an extrovert. He's he's incredibly introverted, you know? Right. And uh, he doesn't need to be dancing in the circle with everybody. He doesn't need to need to be feeding people on the street, you know? And it's not a competition where, you know, you know we're, we're trying to get as many people around him as possible. Right. It's just this sort of, I want to absorb everything around me. and The also, world. Yes, the world. exactly. And just sink into it. Yeah. And that's that's I mean I think so that's what we love that's, romantic and poetic in my yeah. opinion, and that's yeah.
0: why it's so damn hard for it. We go to some places and we don't wanna leave, you know we, no. it's kind of we got well, we gotta go back and uh if we we need to get like a a van or something that we can just. Hop in, record a podcast, and get back to the bar. <laughs>
1: like have a have a security detail pull us out and shove us in the back of the van. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. some sort of FBI <laughs> yeah.
0: van that's like a, a florist on the outside, but get us uh, out of here. Because many times I've sat with you, Nate, and yeah. we're just sitting here, and uh, and we're like, God dang, you know, I really, really, you know, I'd really like
1: one more. Let's have another. Yeah, this place is great. Of I, don't, I don't want to go to the next bar. I've, I was that way. It, Caro Amico and I was that way. Just the other uh, night at uh, at Corner Saloon, Corner Saloon when we were yeah. priming ourselves for a podcast, but we were there just observing. You know, we were just there enjoying. And, yeah, and it was um, much different than the time we're there in the middle of the afternoon. And and maybe we're not cut out for day drinking. You ever think that? Maybe we're just not. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not day drinkers anymore. I don't know, but.
0: Ah I don't know. Well I don't know.
1: I close my eyes only for a moment and the moment's gone. All my dreams.
0: Task what's funny about well not funny, but what's interesting about the um that day in June uh was that we had a history by the glass scheduled
1: yeah this was not a rally the troops we're going out tonight we've got to do something yeah uh this was on the books it was a randomly selected yeah mm -hmm.
0: randomly selected bar and it was it was the stein house um which neither of us had ever been to correct correct and it was on the books and now usually we will immediately put a second bar alongside of it um at that time especially usually in, in the geographical area um, for whatever reason, we didn't. We just had the Steinhouse, and it was scheduled for Friday night. Yeah, I um, think
1: because there was nothing else really out there that's in the books, and so we were just going to pick up something on the way home, maybe, or right. um, just see how we're feeling or something like that. I think it was very much a, let's see
0: how we feel. Right. Uh, and it ended up being kind of a, I don't know, serendipitous thing. I mean, it was just, um, yeah, because uh, and I think in my head, I was like, boy, should I even... Should we even do this thing? Um, and, uh, you know, because I didn't feel super jolly. Um,
1: I uh, think if we had to record a podcast afterward, I wouldn't want to go out. Yeah. I yeah, we didn't have to record the podcast. We, we just could just sit there, guzzle beer, and... and uh, it, was,
0: it, was a, it was a funeral.
1: Crying them, yeah. It was a
0: funeral, man. Like, we uh, we needed that kind of... We needed to you know, talk about it. We needed to get it out. I hadn't really talked to anybody at that much length. I'd been kind of doing my own, my own stuff. And, um, at that time we worked together and, you know, we talked a little bit, but I don't think we broke out and went to the bar at, over lunchtime or anything. You know, we just, we just, we just went through the day as best we could. And, um, yeah, so we had this and we decided let's, okay, let's, let's, um, stick with the schedule. Let's go to the Stein house and, if it doesn't work if we don't want to blog anything about this if we just want to i don't know let's just see what happened and we uh, we kind of found something equally like we found the exact place that we needed at that time
1: it was it was fun i don't know if we forced it into being that or uh that's exactly what was waiting for us but um but yeah uh should we get into the regular old history of this place and as as if we were i think we should normally doing this or well and
0: uh yeah i think we should and this is an also an interesting one um the stein house is the first place that we've done a history by the glass at that has closed
1: Yeah, spoiler alert if you're listening to this in the car and saying wow that place sounds great i'm gonna drive right to it it is it's closed it's it, it's closed it's shut down
0: the stein house closed at the end of february yeah and uh, um uh, yeah that's that's its own interesting deal uh
1: um I heard a couple of different things as to why somebody bought the whole uh area the whole block and it's just going to be developed into like a strip mall that's what the bartender told me when I was in there on the 14th. Oh, um interesting. but we heard some other information uh, also. Yeah,
0: we? I mean and that could very well be. So um um on a website called the new school newschoolbeer.com um had a nice little write-up about a good informational write-up about the stein house closing um as good as it could be and basically they just said uh there was a old restaurant next door that was had been demolished and was was getting
1: developed like a bakery or something like that yeah had gone the way
0: yeah and they said uh they quoted the uh the co-owner jeremy lewis um uh, as saying that w- while surveying the neighboring property to finalize their plans for development, the developer found that part of the Steinhouse building is over their property line. And, uh, basically rather than engage and battle for th- those inches, you know, they said, fuck it. Close well, her down. Let's close it down. You can't fight city hall. Uh, yeah. So, you know, uh, you know, so their toe was over the line, man. You know, uh, this was, it became a real, you know, Walter Sobchak thing kind of, uh, <laughs> they just, I, I don't know, you know, but, uh, the, the, the entire corner of the block will most likely be bulldozed for redevelopment. Um, and I didn't know actually the, as a side note, the ownership who, who owned the Stein house, uh, also, I, uh, owns, Roscoe's. Roscoe's and Cerveza, yeah, and Cerveza too. Cerveza is, is one of your favorite places. Cerveza yeah. is definitely one of my favorite places. I've
1: never been to Roscoe's myself. I I, I need to go I down there. I Think I've and, been there, but, and, and yeah, China. anyway. But
0: it's um, well, maybe I have been. It, it it seemed like a very trivial reason to close it. That being said, when
1: we were there on a Friday night, I don't remember a big crowd. Do you? Uh, I went uh when it was publicly known they were going to close in 2 weeks and there wasn't a soul in there. So
0: Yeah. So uh, that's why we're trying our best to get to all these places and it's it's the uh it's the fire underneath us is to hurry cuz gun, they gun to our
1: head but there is a little bit of urgency here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and we've lo- we've we've discussed earlier we've lost some before but Steinhaus is a hell of an interesting place. Um and this is this these are kind of my favorites. Um, not that I don't enjoy places like Joe's Cellar and places that I've been to many, many times. Um, but this is an old bar that I had never even, uh, I think I'd heard of it or seen its name. but Yeah,
1: so uh, I go to the Canton Grill right across the street every year for uh, my Christmas Eve dinner. And I'm aware of it as in I've seen it from the other side of the street. Uh, that's kind of all I knew about it. I knew it looked also like a place that I love dive bars, but I would never walk into without knowing I'd be shot to death in the, in the, in the, in the foyer. You know what I mean?
0: It does have it's a little uh, dinged up on the outside. Yeah, yeah. It's got a, um, yeah, it, it, it had a great sign. I, we gotta say had, I guess this is all past tense. Uh, I don't know if the sign's been, been ripped down. It's got a weird, um, apex kind of like, uh, ski lodge a-frame looking uh exterior on one side it's got a um uh, just a, a ding to shit sign it says <laughs> steinhaus with a beer i kind of love it yeah me too um i know at one point they were raising money for a new sign and i'm i hope uh, they embezzled all that money yeah well i i'm glad they did not get that new sign but maybe the place would be around more who knows but here's the history of the uh, of the steinhaus so uh it was established in 1963 so this is a damn old one this is one of your older ones and it only appears in the second edition of history by the glass and uh for those of you who are regular listeners to this you know that usually means it's going to be a shitty shitty half-assed recap he punted oddly enough this one was not this one was a good nugget filled um it was short they're all shorter in the second book um but you he put some personal oomph into thinking and, and placing in his own history it's more than um, I've done. And um according to Paul Pintrich, uh he says that according to Don Younger, who uh has passed away, has been has been dead for about ten years, um the oh, and Don Younger was the uh uh, owner and founder of uh, the uh Horsebrass Horsebrass pub one of the uh, great great bar in Portland and on our list we'll on our there. list so
1: stay tuned and yep. we
0: will uh will yep a famed publican um he's uh Don Younger tells told Paul Pintrich that uh Steinhaus was the first bar in Portland to have more than one beer on tap it's
1: fascinating there should be a giant sign Outside of the Well, there's nothing now. It's just gonna be a, well, the because, sign is gonna say H and H Fence Company or something like that. Yeah, of course. Like that. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's too bad. And I know nobody
0: can fathom a a time when you only had a Cheers, the choice of one beer. Yeah. But it, 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 it so Pintrich assumes, based on his experience, that because when bars got a second beer on tap, it usually meant a quote unquote dark beer. Now I don't know what that means i don't know if what we're drinking right now a I'm sure it's not four <laughs> percent alcohol session ale i'm sure it's not with...
1: racially charged whatever you
0: meant, no no it's uh, not that
1: it's a this is four point seven percent alcohol by volume oh
0: our our all-day ipa yeah that's why it's an all-day ipa
1: yeah that's
0: that's up there and
1: 42
0: ibus so dark beer it who knows what it is uh but whatever it 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 was just an alternative to whatever your regularly scheduled beer was, which I'm guessing is some sort of, uh, Schlitz, uh, Weinhardt. Uh, I don't, but I, I don't know. It was just the other. And so Pinterich, our esteemed author of history by the glass, uh, he reminisces about in the late fifties experiencing this lifestyle of drinking other beers in places like San Francisco. He's out of the Navy and, this is what being a young cosmopolitan person in the late fifties, early sixties, all about is having up to two choices of draft beer.
1: And he was a proponent of this. He was. Was, was he a? Uh, uh, do you think he was a, a, a hipster, a quasi hipster of some he kind? Descri- he yeah, I
0: think he, yes, he described something about the slow rhythms of beatnik bongos you, you could imagine in places that serve uh, two beers on draft. Holy mackerel! These are the. Uh, these are the uh you know your extreme mixology type of bars your the, i guess a place like Steinhouse was a uh, just blows your mind so
1: this place had liquor do you they they would have never had liquor back in the in the uh in the 50s when they they opened right in yeah the it the never 60s. says
0: anything about its liquor i, I i'm guessing no yeah but, uh-huh. um but yeah so that's that's a whole other little history of the place um so it's originally opens as Steinhouse, and then uh it goes through it has a nice run as a Steinhouse serving its two beers um and then um it starts to become different weird bars um I don't have the exact timeline of when this happens, but uh let's see it um uh, it yeah went through a variety of identities over the decades, including agenda, which is a music venue. Uh, assets, a strip club. That's how I know it.
1: You know it. No, assets? I'm so sorry. No. See, uh, you noted here in the blog that uh, um, a, da- a dancer once wore flip flops on stage, and so I thought the place was called Flip Flops. Remember where we were trying to figure out all the, yeah, all that's the right. things? Yeah. So I thought it was called Flip Flops, but no way. Uh, uh, the dancers would wear flip flops on stage. Well, at least somebody did, yes, uh-huh. and.
0: then it was later uh, a place called Bananas. And then it redubbed the Steinhouse in 2011.
1: All of this information, by the way, from our wonderful, wonderful bartender. um, You never got her name. (laughs) Stacy. Steinhouse. That's Uh, the name of the bar. Mulva? I I don't
0: know. I don't know. She was wonderful. She knew the history like that. She was great. She could tell us. Yeah, all this... She
1: was there when I went for one last time on Valentine's Day. I took my beautiful wife down there for Valentine's Day. Uh, because we're having dinner at Canton Grill right across the street. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. That's right. And that was the last time I was, I was in this place, obviously, because it closed. I got a question for you. I don't mean yeah. to take the wind out of your sails no, no, in no. any way. Uh, do you think people care about the history of a place that ain't open anymore? Uh, do you think people are listening to the podcast, looking for places to go or, or curious about the places that they're drinking at? Or, or, or do you think it's, it is, uh, more of a, I want to know this thing, this thing, this thing. I don't know what anybody, also, that's assuming people are listening to this which yeah is if if people are listening i don't know dangerous. what they want i don't either so we'll give it all to them what do you people want would you refresh my memory um i know you documented everything there i didn't i don't do that great a job of documenting believe it or not um uh, what did i have to drink that night and and you of course i want i'm curious about what you had yeah have.
0: so modern steinhaus uh quite unlike its uh, ancestor um is kind of was a was a um german beer place as you might think um and they had lots of different kind of of german beers um on tap served in uh half liters um steins steins half liter steins of course and um we went and there was a mystery beer that was offered and it was five bucks for a half liter fascinating and we said we had to do it. Is that uh, why I
1: don't remember? Because I never knew what it you was. You don't the first know place. what it was. Oh, right. Well, it was damn I, delicious. I,
0: I just described it as dark and Germanic in nature.
1: It's exactly hey, like my first ex-wife. Oh boy. I have a uh, a great recollection though of our second beer. I don't know what it was, but I had a fascinating and wonderful time ordering it. Now, yes. You, uh, there were twelve. I think we've hinted at this uh, uh, at some point in another podcast, but there were at least twelve different beers. And I said, or somebody said, uh, "Wouldn't it be great if you just had dice up here and you just rolled dice, and that's the beer you got? You roll an eleven, you get an eleven. You roll a seven, there you go." Yeah, that was that was one of the best ideas
0: that we've ever we've ever kind of have stumbled into on this thing because the mystery beer was a great draw. Uh-huh. Because it took the thinking out of I it. Think it I
1: think that's what I liked about it. And yeah. I've railed,
0: especially when you have kind of, you're unfamiliar with some of the beers.
1: I'm going to be, uh, I'm curious about all of them. I can't sit here and drink all of them. Yeah, I'm well, I want to ask, I ask you, oh, yeah, can I just have, and Which I run the... oakiest, okiest? You know, I'm not going to do that.
0: And now with so many things, every place you go to has, you know, 15 beers on tap and 35 beers on tap. So you... We did come across like, okay, what if I, yeah, I'm going to roll this dice, uh, you know, uh, and whatever number it is, that's what I'm going to get. And I uh, I wrote down that this is for your second drink, and it resulted in a raspberry lime beer of some sort, <laughs> and you immediately asked for a redo. <laughs> well,
1: I do get one veto with the new rules. Yeah.
0: I get one veto. <laughs> but the, the bartender was so excited about uh, this this concept and i said you know maybe you you kind of discount it you kind of if you're willing to just roll the dice and drink whatever you get you can get it for you know three bucks or something but i i've always said that they should every place that has one of these digital display boards should just you should be able to hit a button for four bucks just churn it all (laughs) up and whatever you get you get and that's it i love it and if you don't want to drink it then you owe them six bucks
1: <laughs> even more money
0: yeah because <laughs> right. uh, yeah i don't want to sit that yeah it, it that that exposes you to different beers out of your comfort zone so
1: back to the bourdain influence on this uh, on this yeah, podcast jump in there jump in so, roll up your sleeves without
0: thinking and hemming and hawing and asking what the floral notes are and all we've been to places where we've sat behind people in line uh, while they asked about which beer oh, pairs they with stuck what.
1: Stuck their schnoz in the glass it's, it's, and really yeah, picked I mean, up the... It's rough. It's rough. So Have a Bud Select and get over it.
0: This was all part of this great, uh, this like quick, I don't know, rapport that we built with this bartender here, whose name we really should have gotten. I want to say it was House or something like that. <laughs> I, I don't think so, but but we were treated... Um uh, and maybe we were just more more gregarious and we hadn't been that way up until this point at these places we'd been very uh gazy
1: I think that this uh uh really marked a turning point in our uh experience here. This, I think this so night too. was uh instrumental to where we are right now with this thing. Better or worse, for better or worse. Yeah. Uh I think that we really got knee deep in this thing after yeah. after uh, after the passing
0: so we went and um just kind of we you know we were talking with the staff about what had happened with bourdain and we didn't talk at length with the staff about that but i think it just it just opened up the conversation and some bars got to be have the time and inclination to um want to talk to you um we've been to many that uh, the bartender could care less that we're there or they're too busy to care less that we're there what do uh, you have it's in yes exactly vein. exactly uh i frequent uh a bar up the road fr- from my house the stockpot broiler also on our on our list with one of the finest bartenders in portland because he cares enough to uh want to know how you're doing and talk to you As if you're a friend walking in each time you walk in. As
1: if you're a human being that he's happy to see.
0: And it makes a world of difference, and it makes you want to go back again and again.
1: I drink at Gators almost exclusively because of its proximity to my office, but also uh, uh, because the staff is... uh, Staff? Is that uh, that appropriate? I I think that's appropriate. Staff. Personnel. Ugh. Is uh, uh, so damn friendly and... and, uh, you know, God, it goes a long way when you walk in the place and they got your order already made for you. That, uh, That's so many damn bonus points. It's a beautiful and, thing. I, it's I, a beautiful thing. I just can't even. Uh, it puts a tear in my eye, uh, akin to the Bourdain tear I have in my eye. I, yes. I'm,
0: yes, this, uh, is, this is emotional. I'm
1: a wreck. Oh, boy. Well, speaking of a wreck, uh, you like to uh, review bathrooms uh, from time to I've time. I've No, no you surely went into this place after three hours of drinking at this place. You surely, you you hit it, right?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. No, yes. I, I visited the bathroom at the Stein house and, um, you know, as is typical for me, tell me about, I couldn't quite give it a perfect score. And I now looking back, it's one of those things when a place is gone, when someone you care about is gone, you look back at those moments you had to be a better person. And I wish I would have given, I, I, I would have given the Stein house at least a 4.5 well, out of a five urinal puck scale. Can't you do so uh, uh, retroactively? Don't I you probably have, can, but it's... You have the login to the blog. Yeah, know? I could just edit it. Yeah. Yeah, but that would be big news the first time it's a five urinal puck uh, bathroom. But here's, here's what made it a... At the time, I gave it a four. I described it as a rock-solid effort, checking a lot of the, of the boxes into what makes a memorable lavatory. No doorknob narrow door, geometrically irregular ceiling, great view of the street through a jail-like window and soap in a condiment squeeze bottle.
1: Boy oh boy. And ding 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 ding. Uh, there
0: there was a lot. Um but that bathroom that bathroom was great. It was weird. It was funky.
1: I believe it was an open jail cell window, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I have a picture that I'm, I have a picture on the blog. I think it was you, open to the street. You could hear the, the 80 second police sirens from the luxury of that it, bathroom. That's correct.
0: I think it, yeah, it was completely open to the street. Uh, uh and, uh, I've never seen anybody put soap into a ketchup squeeze bottle before. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. But, and they also had a soap dispenser next to it, which was so bizarre. <laughs>
1: That's how they get the soap into the uh, ketchup bottle. Yeah, wow!
0: wow. <laughs> what a weird uh, Rube Goldberg machine that is. But I had to use the ketchup bottle. I mean, you're going to offer me the my choice? Well, only a great fool would choose the traditional soap dispenser and deny yourself the life experience of squeezing soap <laughs> on your hand from a ketchup bottle. One
1: hundred percent. Oh, boy. But
0: there were so many things about the Stein house that were just kind of unique and weird and. Uh, quirky. I think it was a quirky place. It was quirky. Yeah. It, the place, it looks quirky on the outside. uh It was quite nice. It wasn't and, filthy. It no, wasn't it's not t- filthy at all. Uh, uh, aside from the bathroom being a little weird. I'm sure the it bath- looks a
1: little rundown now, but. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, even the bathroom did, it didn't like smell horrible. No. It was just a weird, funky bathroom with a funky door and a funky ceiling and a funky squeeze bottle. And. I remember we drove up to the place, we parked, and we got out. I was like, "Boy, this is uh, where are we?" And immediately, uh, there was a guy uh, outside with his back to us, with, with a huge like a golf umbrella up. Uh, he looked like uh, he looked like the Morton Salt girl kind of, and from somewhere in his body, I couldn't see. He wasn't holding a boombox, but he was blasting a Rush song tom just,
1: sawyer wasn't it
0: yes tom sawyer or something it's like coming out of his jacket or something but and i just went well i mean i mean i think this is gonna be all right you're on 82nd now pal and we rolled in and we continued to find these little interesting quirks and as we chatted with the great bartender's name we can't remember uh you discovered that they have something called bartender bingo
1: Yes, a uh, a game that the um that the bartenders play based on the crazy crazy things they see uh from their patrons that night. Things like people asking um where their ATM is, things like uh, uh people just neglecting to tip. Um if a regular named Sean is there. Things like that. They get to check boxes, and I assume at the end of the week, somebody wins. And uh, maybe they win something from one of the uh, the pickling jars that they had up on the, uh, the bar someplace. Uh, it was really interesting stuff. Um, other things... Um, can I just use your restroom? I'm sure people ask that yeah, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, we
0: have a photo on of our blog.
1: Uh, Andrea, maybe was it Andrea who was our bartender? Andrea could have been. That's an, a name but I see here. That
0: this could... was no, no, this was this was not a marketing tool. This was not a public no uh, gag that the this was just for the folks working behind there to have the bar. Some fun yep, just to at kill the, the time, of us, the customers in a very harmless way. Uh, but Andrea had allowed us to take a picture of her her bingo card and. Do you see some of these things? Can I plug
1: in my phone? Um, David wears his glasses. Oh, boy, David. Uh, Jared sits dead silent at the bar. Well, he he (laughs) went bye-bye, Jared. Um,
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, You got to call somebody if that Jared is sitting silently at your bar. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, Jose says something we find inappropriate uh, is one of those. Uh, Do you sell cigarettes? Yeah, can I just use your restroom? Does so-and-so work here?
1: Warren brags about curry. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> Steph Curry, I'm guessing. Oh, wow. Or, oh,
0: yeah. Uh, he's a big Indian food guy
1: or a big <laughs> he Thai food guy. Loves his coconut curry.
0: Uh, yes, and, yeah, the, yeah, what's the Wi-Fi password? Uh, it was really cool to, it see, was
1: great. Uh, to see those little insights into uh, how uh how your friendly bartender how they tick your local bar how your local bar and
0: what there was some warmth to that you know it wasn't like uh, shit face comes in and (laughs) orders another beer that you know it was like there was a warmth to it it was like it was there was some teasing to it of course but there was there was warmth to knowing uh this family of The the people who work there are family, and the people who came in were if you came in often
1: enough, common universal language of these uh, these guaranteed uh, the commonalities, the the little common uh, things that we take for granted is is uh, on exhibit on this bingo sheet.
0: And tying back to what we were talking about, I think that's what makes some of these historic bars, these local bars, neighborhood bars, so damn good. Is they the best ones. Uh, wear that family on their sleeve. They wear the generations who have been there and people who call that place home on their sleeves, and you feel it when you walk in. And if you hang out there long enough, you become part of it. And some new bars can do that quite well. Um, but I think that's just stuff that takes some time to. You got to live in it a little bit.
1: You got to find people who are grateful for it. Also, you know, you got to find people who want a community and want. Uh, to make those connections. Exactly, exactly. And home. On July 23rd, we went out to uh, our, the, the famous strip of Southeast Hawthorne and went to two venerable sports oriented locations, Nick's Famous Coney Island and Claudia's. Uh so that's our intro for that's this. That's it. Time. This is it. This is this okay, is as okay. much work as I'm going to put into this, all right? <laughs> I am I have tears streaming down my face on both Steinhouse closing and our 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 good uh dear departed muse. Uh That's correct. Uh, remember that? Remember when we talked about that? Yes, because <laughs> We like to keep it
0: real on this podcast, don't we? <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, we are recording
0: this up. segment at the same time that we recorded the Anthony Bourdain Steinhouse segment. You see, we've professionalized. Yes. And we're doing, uh, what is this called? Scenes? Uh, segments? I don't skits. know. Skits. <laughs> the skits are what they're calling them. Yep. Uh, you see, we've, we recorded that one. Uh, we did a matinee during the day. Right. Um and now and the
1: sun has gone down there.
0: So for you the listener, we don't wanna we don't wanna shock you too much, so we've decided to um just really get into the second half of this pod uh with as uh being as much of a hot mess as we possibly can. But
1: salty and fresh, and we are ready to go.
0: Well let's talk about these bars because we are, this is the uh, conclusion of the third anniversary. Uh, pod series we have one more to go yeah and then we're back in the field which we can't
1: wait this is technically our episode six that we're reviewing here this is uh july 23rd episode six uh let's start with Nick's because that's where we started that's right uh what alfredo would you like to say about Nick's?
0: Nick's Nick's famous coney island established 1935 and here were our first drinks nate had a paps blue ribbon of course i did and I had a Miller High Life, so not too far, a little downshift from the genuine draft, a little more my wheelhouse, the champion of beers. Nick's famous Coney Island, a great uh old time place, uh, uh just a rock of that part of Hawthorne. You
1: no, know, there was no reason that we had those drinks, right? It was just they were on the menu and they both called to us. Yeah. We didn't go in there thinking, Well, there's something that you have at Nick's Coney Island and 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 a, and a drink. Ain't ain't it. Right. Well, this was one of the few or one of the first times that we
0: went to a place and we, uh, probably the first time since we had a rubbery steak at Bill's Steakhouse that we knew we had to eat. 100%. Um, was this your first time at Nick's? No.
1: Oh, oh. you, that's right. You, oh, God, no.
0: You kind of... Uh, so
1: I grew up in, in southeast um, uh, Milwaukee area, and my father took me every uh, once in a while to a place called Rokes. Uh-huh. And Rokes is a, a hot dog cart uh, on, on South McLaughlin, and they were famous for Coney Islands. Uh-huh. And my father loved Coney Islands, and I don't think I was really hot on them. I, I think I just liked a nice hamburger or something. Your father's like still living, Correct. Yes, he's uh, still alive. Okay, you're referring to. Well, wait. To him let in the me te- let me text him right now. Oh my God. Let's. Oh, what what if you what if you uh, build uh, uh, my father <laughs> like he, he Mclanahan there? Uh, uh, anyway, yeah, he's fine. Uh, the oh, text okay, is go, back. He's okay, fine. Okay. Um, yeah, but but he uh, he loves. Uh, I guess. Thank you. I would think it's more of a health issue. Why oh, he wouldn't? Loved, uh, yeah, loved because the heartburn he can't. Uh, ah, he's on that knows. Prilosec or something oh. like that. There. Anyway, a uh, big. Com- Coney Island fan and a big baseball fan, and so uh, in my youth, he would every once in a while take me to uh, Southeast Hawthorne and to Nick's Coney Island. And I was probably—I want to say the last when I remember going in here my first time. I would say 15, 13, I would say ten. Did you 15, have a beard? Ten to fifteen. Did you Have a
0: full beard. Were you wearing that sport coat? I had a
1: wife who. <laughs> Who made me look more masculine, I was. Is that what you mean? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, uh, So mature. It was a... Uh, a baseball experience. It uh, was okay. There was baseball on, and I there see. were and there were Yankee ah. things. And he knew that this place had been here for a long, long time. And he said, I used to come out here. A big
0: part of the reason you went was for the baseball and the sports. Correct. Uh, this will, This is good foreshadowing to your review of Nick's. Okay, it's this great is great. Foreshadow. We'll put a pin in that.
1: Am I a, I'm a Jew, so I don't have a foreshadow, but this is great foreshadowing. <laughs> Uh, oh, boy. So this is, uh, this is a place I've been to a few times. <laughs> I did well, Not as a drinking establishment, uh-huh. though. Not as a drinking establishment. Not as a bar. Right. As a eatery. Well, this is one of... This
0: was... Uh, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit. This will be one of the things I picked up about Nick's.
1: You're literally skipping. You're skipping I'm, around the garage. Uh, I'm skipping. <laughs> oh, wow. I've got to stop. <laughs> uh, Sit down, please.
0: One of the things I picked up about Nick's is it still is very family-friendly. It's as much a restaurant with a bar... As it is a bar, and so it was interesting. There were children
1: there that day yeah, when we I mean, went. There was, yeah, there was. we, there was a we family encountered that came a few in. of
0: these. Um, mm-hmm. Cracker Jacks, which we talked about in our last uh, our last pod, also very family friendly. Yes, and it, but it had more of a different side to it. Segregated, uh, uh,
1: yes, yeah, so it, sep- it was separated, but I feel like it was equal. To where we were eating. Yeah, we were eating different deals. They were down a
0: separate hall. Nick's was a little more
1: integrated. Yes, the
0: family section just—it's just a two feet behind you.
1: One hundred percent. Yeah,
0: and uh, so let's get back to Nick. So I had never been there. You have some history. I had never been there. Um, And uh, I'll roll down what we wrote in the our blog here on historybytheglass.blogspot.com? Question mark Is that correct? (laughs) That's. So we've only been doing this
1: for a year plus now. <laughs> uh, historybytheglass.blogspot.com
0: And with your help out no there in question the public, marks. we'll buy that URL. <laughs> someday.
1: So you're saying we should probably own historybytheglass.com? Yeah, that'd be <laughs>
0: nice. I wouldn't have to struggle with that. We'll uh, Stay tuned for pledge drive yeah, season. Yeah, the
1: telethon will be on
0: soon. We've got the best totes. Uh, okay, so... Interesting food is something we note, and uh, well, what the hell do you think we were there to eat? A goddamn coney dog, right? a
1: Coney Island hot dog. Now, when you were a boy, uh, correct, uh, not yet a man, no, but not yet a boy either. <laughs> uh, do you remember yes.
0: loving the coney? Do you have any memory of the coney dog? Or just or is it just
1: being yeah, there with I...
0: your father that just you could have eaten a horse turd and it would have been. <laughs> The best day of your life. Uh,
1: a Coney Island horse turd. Thank you very <laughs> I see, much. I see. Um, I do have recollection. I remember that Roke's was was better. Uh-huh. Uh, and I remember, um, I feel like I remember what I had at Nick's back in the day when it was under old ownership, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that I ate on our night, I felt was Worse than the thing that I had in my past. Now I don't know if that's actually like my past, right? Peppering uh, the, the thing that I is had so thick, Ex- exactly, bad at it. Yeah. exactly. I don't know, but I just remember it being better. And I feel like maybe there are a lot of things in life that you just remember being better. Uh, uh, but however, for me, the 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 Coney Island at Knicks was one of them.
0: I would have to concur. In fact, I wrote, uh, we would have been remiss without eating a coney, but aside from the ambiance, can't say it was memorable in any way. And that's probably the nicest I could phrase that. <laughs> sure. Um,
1: because we were still looking for sponsors at this point and, and we would have loved to. Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: In fact, speaking of, uh, sonic if you're out there i really speaking of a good coney (laughs) dog i tell
1: you washington square sonic that's the best coney island i've had (laughs) in at least five years of my life
0: but stay with us next if you're actually listening to this uh because uh while it was your namesake uh dish uh, and it wasn't our favorite part uh at least for me and we'll get into the complicated uh nostalgia versus modern times with nate but for me as a rookie uh, that may have been just a low point, but we quickly went up from there. Let's get right into the men's room, shall because
1: we? Because the Coney Island drove you to the room. Speaking <laughs> of a Coney Island dog. <laughs> so you had to go to the restroom immediately and cut to how many pucks did the Coney Island b- restroom, uh, 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 warrant?
0: Well, you'll be shocked to know that I couldn't quite give it five. There's believe- another one rigged system i'm gonna read this uh verbatim and i i said i really wanted to give this one a perfect five puck score it was cramped there was lots of vintage and authentic memorabilia not generic bric-a-brac character out the wazoo but but i couldn't overlook the locking door and somewhat modern uninteresting fixtures demerits for each I'm a hard man to please.
1: <laughs> Boy, you're telling me. Look, all
0: they had to do, all they had to do was just, just a door that was a little more, I like think you just didn't know if someone was going to come kicking it open at any time.
1: Locking door being the actual door to the restroom or, yeah. Oh, I it see. It locked. It was a nice,
0: secure, private
1: place for you. And y-
0: that's, you- not-
1: eh. That's not memorable at all. I prefer a
0: little. Uh, you get no rush you're with danger. a locker door. You get
1: a little danger in that yes, bathroom. That's right. Hey, hey, you risked the Coney Island. Why not risk somebody kicking that door that's down? Right.
0: Other than that, though, these
1: pants full of mustard sauce. <laughs> it's a
0: great <laughs> restroom, though, and much like the rest of the bar, it's the, Nick's Coney Island is a fantastic. Uh, I've complained about some other bars. Yeah, uh, in the area of Selwood, Westmoreland. Very old, about the same age as Nick's.
1: I think so, right? I mean, uh, uh,
0: yes. There's another bar down there, um, K's. I'll say K's. Lovely bar, great place to be. It does note its age. Has no actual history of itself that's obvious anywhere inside the building. Nick's is the total opposite.
1: What did we find in Nick's? What was the what was the biggest history? Because I remember it, there being Yankee bric-a-brac and there being Yankee game on. When I went there as as a as a youth, what did, did what did we see when we were in there?
0: Right, so it still had some of that stuff. Um, so Nick's was um, you know, nicks was the neighborhood bar and hangout back when all the local residents on Hawthorne were kind of blue collar, hard drinking types. Oh, so the complete, what,
1: kind of the complete opposite of what Hawthorne is.
0: So now. in the uh, when our esteemed author Paul Pintrich goes there in 1996 and takes a picture of the outside. It's got kind of boarded up windows. (laughs) It's a dark, dank little tavern that serves a legendary Coney Island dog. It's a hideaway.
1: It's almost like here's a part of town. Nobody would ever walk down and like, uh, yeah. go to be seen. And uh, this
0: was kind of a scrappy hood. This is kind wow. of a this was a pre-gentrified Hawthorne for sure in the mid '90s.
1: Isn't that something?
0: So it was uh, it was run by legendary owner barman Frank Nudo, um, which we've encountered a few of these, and these most of the time are some of our favorite places that are run by a Sam Malone type. Uh,
1: not Nick, not Nick, not Nick, but he bought it from Nick exactly
0: bought it from Nick because Nick and I uh meant to write down Nick's full name, and I missed it. Nick had a great Italian <laughs> I name, and I
1: think it's Nick's
0: Nick, famous <laughs> Coney <Themis-Cony> Island, <laughs> oh, I don't know what uh origination that name is
1: Coney Island. From.
0: Uh, apparently, Nate, you might relate to this. He, uh, 100%. Uh, I read that died he died uh, in the gutter. No, <laughs> oh, no, pardon me. Apparently the man had always wanted to be an actor. And so he was, he <laughs> you was cool. He knew everyone's, everyone by their first name when yeah. they walked in. Yeah. And he was one of the reasons why politicians went there. The mayor went there. People went there to go fraternize with Frank Nudo. So his, his, uh, His memorabilia is everywhere in the bar. Now, I think he passed away. I should have researched this, but what do you want from us? We're a half-ass operation.
1: We don't have any sponsorship. We need your dollars. He definitely sold
0: sold the place. He smartly realized he could make a tidy profit. Smold the place?
1: He smold it down to the (laughs) ground, my friend.
0: Sold the place and retired and maybe retired, retired. You know what I mean? Uh, but not at all. <laughs> oh, retired up to the. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, okay, very good. But this guy was the he was the glad handing. He was the reason why you went in there, and so
1: so. Um, the only thing I know about Coney Island is that it is in New York, correct? <laughs> and and I assume that it is the, the 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 actual style of hot dog is associated with that region of the country. It's not like Omaha didn't invent the Coney Island, right? Yes. This, again, we should have researched. Yeah, we probably well just a advance. little bit. No,
0: this is let's just let's just this is just dumb. It, yeah, tatter. let's this just make
1: you... it up. Let's just make it up. Sure. You know, we're sitting at the bar. Let's just make it up. And so, people like I know my history is that my great grandfather came over and sat in New Jersey for a while, right, and then made it over to the west coast okay my polish immigrant my jewish immigrant story is that they came over to the northeastern side and then came over to the northwestern side over to the coast for some laughs hey now i know how a tv (laughs) dinner feels so i feel like um the because because i it baffles me that that's something called nick's Famous Coney Island could could thrive in Hawthorne now, but also then. Like, what is what is what's what drives people to a place called Famous Coney Island? Right. Um, if if you've lived your entire life in in northwest in, in the northwest or in Portland, I don't think it. I think it speaks directly to the immigrant experience. Right? I think you're right, yeah. and I think
0: at the time the degree of separation between the folks who lived in the area and could afford to live in the area easily Yeah, and worked probably nearby or downtown. This was a neighborhood bar that they went to. So it
1: speaks to like what the blue collar experience yeah, was. I'm guessing
0: in 1935 when he find when he founds the place, Nick, um, that that's just, it's automatic. Why, why, why wouldn't he, you know, cater? Why wouldn't he do comfort food be, from the Northeast, yep. uh, for this audience? And if you look at the photos and Nick's famous Coney Island modern day version does a fantastic job of preserving all these photos, putting them on the walls for you to look at. The place has not changed that much. And that's me. what
1: spoke to you about this place. Let's yeah. talk about like our actual experience when yeah, we went yeah, in there. Yeah. Cause that's what spoke to you about this place was, wow, here's a place that is, is honoring its history or at least yeah. putting it up on the walls.
0: It's on the wall for display.
1: And I feel like our experiences were different because I, Knew that about the place, mm. but the thing I saw was a complete like hipsterization of the bar. So yes. you, you had like, you were, you had fresh had eyes fresh of eyes. look at all of these great history details. Yeah. And I said, yeah, 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 but this guy with his. Uh, stupid glasses and mustache <laughs> is playing 24-hour party people on the TV and 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 uh, uh, buzzing emo music through the uh, the speakers here. Not a game on TV. There's no game to be seen on TV here.
0: Right. And my my point, and we did talk about this at the time. I think
1: feverishly.
0: Yeah. My point was that you know Nick's. Uh, I wrote actually that nowadays Nick seems to be. Managing to hold on to its old school aesthetic, which is relatively unchanged since the 30s, while doing what it has to to appeal to contemporary locals, who were casually dismissed as terminally trendy, quote unquote, by, by Paul, Paul Pinteridge <laughs> in 1996, <laughs> when it was a dirty tavern dive looking place. Yeah. Uh, and I said, by the way, straight fire by Pinterich <laughs> Terminally trendy. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> and but so he's picking up on that in 96 he sees it happening at that point he sees what hawthorne is what's happening to hawthorne what's what has come to fruition in hawthorne um but nix is still here and this is and we keep going we keep going we we'll, we will hit it every episode yep they're still fucking still here, there and they haven't had to completely retool to Nick's.
1: but i'm still here
0: Craft cocktail bar, no offense to you personally, if you make craft cocktails, not there's anything wrong with that.
1: No, my father's a craft cocktail.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But they're able to still be Nick's famous Coney Island with a pretty badass neon sign, same interior, relatively untouched. One
1: of the top eight signs in the city right there is is Nick's famous Coney.
0: Yeah, yeah. We came in on a Monday night, and when we do that, it's almost always, you know, Deadsville, especially these older places we go to. Uh, and we kind of like it that way. Sometimes it really allows us to just soak into the bones of the place. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, I don't know how Nix is doing. We had, we didn't uh, reach out to anyone from Nix. We're just two armchair, you know, quarterbacks here in, in a garage, but they're doing what they have to, to stay alive. Nix.
1: Yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That, that, but I, I feel like this is like one of the first times we've, uh, uh disagreed on a place you know not not like you know we we got to stop this thing right now we this is this isn't working not like that disagreement but just your experience was different than than my experience that's true and we took that uh uh, uh to our our next place. Well, that's what
0: makes it well that's what makes this that's what makes it interesting <laughs> exactly um one of the on a side note speaking of 24 hour Party, Party people. people, neither of us had seen that, had we? No. But we were as much as we disliked the <laughs> concept they were playing, we said, boy, that looks like a damn good movie. We I
1: love the first uh, 25 <laughs> minutes of the thing I saw, and I can't wait to revisit it and and, and watch it again. Yeah. We should have bought each other copies of that movie. I know, you know? It's, but it's
0: on our list because yes. of the hipsterization of Nick's famous Coney Island. So
1: maybe the night was a success. <laughs> maybe it
0: was. One of the things I do want to mention, um one of the things that I loved in researching this was for the first time I did maybe a little extra research and I stumbled across this article written about a man named Herbie Chin, Herb Chin, who during the heyday of Frank Nudo's uh, ownership of Nick's Famous Coney Island worked in the kitchen. And essentially, and this is a great piece and um, it's linked on the blog. I recommend you go find it because um, I wrote, you know, that it was um, – It really was um, a slice of life. I said, um, you know, it it was one of the best kind of tragic poem, micro oral histories of Portland that you'll read. It's basically the story of this guy who was a cook here. Uh, His boss sells the bar. Uh, The old school guys who worked there, it was Frank, uh, Herbie Chin, and the guy who took your order and took your money was just called... The commander, <laughs> which is fucking great on its own.
1: Yeah. This is story over. Yeah, the period. commander.
0: Anyway, they're all cut oh, loose. Stop. They are, those two guys are kind of retired, forced, you know, forced retirement there with the, because the new ownership isn't going to want to hire two old codgers who are way too salty for modern clientele. <laughs> um, and as the article details, you know, Herb Chin, like, he's in the area, he's looking for jobs as a cook. Um and he all he knows how to do is chop onions and mix sauce and shred cheese he's not a cook he's a prep he's just a basic prep guy. A prep guy Um meanwhile he's living in a house kind of deeper southeast portland that he rents and the house gets sold i mean it's the same old story he can't afford to live there anymore um what am i gonna do but the story talks about how this guy loved hawthorne street was just his home he loved the neighborhood he was the neighborhood And so he kind of had some opportunity to be with, live with a sister, Uh, maybe, you know, who knows if those things shake out or not, but you know, I won't say, you know, uh, everyone should make this decision, but he decides, you know, I'd rather be homeless on Hawthorne than go live somewhere far away. And so he does that and he goes through hell and, um, but people look out for him, a special shout out to the space room, uh, which apparently took care of this guy and the, Manager there made sure he had, uh, he always had a meal to eat during the day. And one of the cooks there was friends with the guy. Um, and I think he would sleep in the area sometimes. I mean, you know, say what you will about random bars, but sometimes they do these kind of hidden things and take care of the, you know, some of the
1: yeah, there's always most like, vulnerable
0: people in our, our city, our neighborhood. There's so.
1: always like a, a private fund happening at a local bar, at a, at a smaller bar, you right. know, of let's take care of this guy. Let's think about this guy. Right.
0: And funny. so, you know, the essence of the article is that, uh, basically that this guy, you know, he eventually passes away and there's a, a simple memorial that somebody puts up with uh, the lawn chair that the guy sat on with a vase and flowers and a uh, little note that said, Herb died and here's the date of his death. And, and that was it. But it's, a, it is kind of that, you know, metaphor of this, uh, of this passing time and this guy trying to hang on to that, um, kind of irrationally so. Yeah. Um but kind of desperate to hang on to it. And so uh, I stumbled across that and I was like, wow.
1: Reminds me of the uh uh guy Harry Truman. You know, Harry Tru- not not the president right. Harry Truman, but the guy who died at St. Helens when, when they knew the mountain was gonna explode. Ah, yes. He had a little he had a little house up there. Yes. That's where he lived. Right. And he wasn't going to go anywhere else. Right. This is his home. And if the mountain decides to take him, it's gonna take him. And that's where he died. And it did.
0: Yep. So there was a little of that, and all from Nick's Coney Island. Ah. So there's some people who threw, you know, this guy worked there for 30 years or something like that. Fascinating. And that's where, uh, you know, it's a a fascinating time and place when Hawthorne was a little different than it was today. 1913.
1: Allen came the waters from the Hey, it's a beautiful day for sports bars, so let's play two. We wandered farther down Hawthorne, or up Hawthorne, I guess, depending on what way you walk uh, to our next bar on the History by the Glass tour, Claudia's.
0: Claudia's, yes. And uh, I've heard you say Claudia's. Oh, I've absolutely
1: said Claudia's. Now, what? uh, Well, I think it's more interesting to mispronounce words (laughs) than to actually properly pronounce them. So it's Claudia's. Like if I die and somebody like had a clip show of me, I'd want one proper pronunciation of Claudia's. (laughs) But I call it Claudius all the time. All right, why not? That's kind of a that's kind of a Spanish pronunciation. You're, it's, very, you're
0: very equitable.
1: I am a mercado of information. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Well, let, let me tell you a little bit oh, about please. Claudius. Oh, Claudius. I was about to tell you something, but I'm glad you're going to tell me. Oh, something. good.
0: I'll tell you something off
1: off the air, let's, pal. Hey, let's let's uh, both uh, say the thing at the same time. <laughs> How about I just okay? Talk so about Claudius, Claudius is a. <laughs>
0: Claudia's established in 1958. Beautiful. Uh, it's a sports bar.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Uh, please uh, make sure to follow us on.
0: Well, no. We'll I'll say more about Claudia's. I'm, I'm going to go down the order in which we wrote it. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the fun things about Claudia's, <laughs> I've totally forgotten, <laughs> yep. is they still have those giant satellite dishes on the roof of the building. Fascinating. Does that. Do the. I mean they don't use those anymore do they or do they I don't know
1: I think it costs them more money to remove them than to uh than to not I, so. I bet on
0: that on those big things they get like the Riddick bow fight every or, you know the <laughs>
1: from 19
0: 1990- Bow Holy Field yeah. every single <laughs> yeah. night yeah, yeah, if sure. they wanted to and we'll sure. talk about what they choose to program on there So it's
1: really a satellite into the past <laughs> Oh my god and what the current things That are. would
0: be you know I no I speak for probably both sides of Please this uh, do. table I, I beg I of you to wouldn't that be the greatest?
1: If I could see uh, Tyson uh, crawl with, around for his mouth mouthguard every night,
0: a sports bar where they only played sports from like the eighties and nineties. Yes, yes. The giant metal satellite see, era. Uh, Holy Jimmy shit.
1: V, run down the court oh, every night. Great. Every night, my man. Ah, oh, Jesus! Like Do you ESPN believe in miracles? Oh that would be a God. miracle. Oh wow! We just
0: completely. <laughs> We gotta stop because we're gonna open up a bar and go right out of business.
1: Oh yeah, because it'd just be the two of us drinking our own. Don't worry, inventory once every I install
0: night. that uh, one or two beers on tap idea, oh,
1: yeah, that'll cost us absolutely nothing with,
0: with the world's shittiest bathroom.
1: Oh well, boy, we're well not we'll bright. get to the red flashing keg sign, and I'll just empty us every single night. So it's, it's fine. oh
0: boy, businessmen we are not. Uh, weirdos with their own podcast. We are. Let's Absolutely. continue.
1: That's that's true. Let's let's uh uh go down. So, uh, is there any like history other than uh it being a sports bar on thirtieth and Hawthorne or something like well, that? Well, yes, there's
0: there's a good amount of history. Oh please! But first, I'm going to tell you about what we had to drink because
1: that's we got to keep our parties. Oh yeah, yeah. What did we? Well, on that um, night, have in, to drink. We had just come from Nick's. We, we were probably had a lot of salt in our mouth from that Coney Island. Little, uh, and and uh, dog. in our souls, I think we were a little <laughs> salty uh, dogs. We were full disclosure,
0: everyone. This might have been the creative uh, Nadir, the valley of our of this
1: project. Maybe we were starting to. We pray, I pray that we never get this low again. <sighs> this was low. We we still enjoyed uh,
0: going out and being there. We enjoyed. Drinking. Well, we like each other's company. We like yeah. each other's company. I mean, it
1: was good to not be at work. And... Yeah,
0: we were out on a different side of town. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, but we just went and ordered two Jack Daniels on the rocks <laughs> and pretty much just sat there in the non-captain's chairs.
1: <laughs> okay. Those All right.
0: famous chairs having been removed so s- several years earlier. The bar yeah. used
1: to have a one of the more memorable bars, maybe, in town, right? Oh, yeah. Because of the installed, bolted-down, swivel oak captain chairs that they used to have.
0: Exactly.
1: When we walked in, this was the first time I had been in since they removed them. I was shocked and appalled
0: to see them no longer there. Well, we knew. I think I tried to prime you as best I could. You primed me? I tried to say, look.
1: You sent me something yeah, without so delivery charge to my door? <laughs>
0: Two days earlier, oh my I, told God, you, that was amazing. I told you there was no captain's chairs any longer. Uh-huh. And I admit, the first time I walked in, there, I went, holy shit. It, I mean, I don't know if you can underestimate the impact removing those had. I know they're cost prohibitive to repair and all that jazz. And you could fit three extra chairs in there.
1: That's but, That's the
0: thing. Oh, man. But there was such character and gravitas in those tattered kind of vinyl chairs oh man they were great that's all eh, you got man go look them up online if you don't know what we're talking about we're guessing people who right. have never sat in those chairs would never listen to this podcast google so
1: captain chair claudia's <laughs> claudia You're there you'll see it yep
0: uh we looked at the menu for interesting food there were still some old school uh greek specialties from the original family owners claudia's uh has been a uh a greek family owned place for, for a while
1: 60 years
0: um i'm gonna kind of go right through the men's room this is a quick one
1: right out of the back (laughs) hello i'm gonna go right there i'm gonna go right
0: there we three and a half three and a half uh urinal pucks on the five puck scale um i kind of airballed this one i put it on cruise control um uh, i didn't take any notes even at this time i just sat there with my jack daniels why do you think that was and uh, why did we do this i don't know we were kind of depressed maybe i don't know what was going on. Well. You I'll tell I... you
1: why. Because we walked in there. There was nobody in there. Right. And they weren't playing any sports. Also, there was no sport on TV. Also,
0: this was another place where you and I had both been there many times many as adults. Many times.
1: Yes. I have seen many a Saturday afternoon college uh, college football game. Right.
0: A lot of L's.
1: Uh, college. It's it's a it's a four L conference, <laughs> and uh, so I'd 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 been in there, and maybe I'd seen this place. Uh, what's the word? Uh, disintegrate uh, over the years? Is that, is uh, yeah, that, maybe is that something? Yeah,
0: maybe. So we'd been there. There was no. We did. We went in there knowing there's not going to be a lot of surprises. A lot of, and uh, maybe we didn't allow ourselves to be too surprised by it so it's true. i think we were a little eh. uh i also got some angry messages from friends who lived very close to the area uh, uh reminding me that thanks a lot him shithead would have been nice for you to invite us to i live a block away
1: i drink too yeah uh, so well, you can't please everybody uh, my
0: dear friends there so i went to the bathroom i gave it three and a half pucks even though i didn't take any notes i just said i remembered a surprisingly quirky bathroom experience with the uh favored double door airlock system uh to enter in a bizarrely amazing mosaic wall treatment. Wow. Uh and that's about it. It's I actually a, uh fought my waiting.
1: friend Nathan in this but my, I'm Nathan, but wow. I have a friend named Nathan. Like actually, in the mirror? Yeah fought him I fought him. I said Isn't that every You morning? deserve better. No I know I had a friend named Nathan and 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 he was uh I was uh single at the time and I was trying to uh uh, 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 meet up with a lady afterward. This was a Saturday afternoon, uh-huh. and uh, we we're watching football and, and drinking many, many pitchers of beer. And uh, he thought it'd be funny to start texting this woman, so he grabbed my phone and started texting this woman. Ooh. And and I, uh, I I told him to go fuck himself as and, well. You should have. And it it roll it spilled into the bathroom.
0: Wow! Right? Like yeah. an old like a uh, blazing saddles. It's one hundred percent it rollicking saloon. I, fight. I
1: believe I broke my back trying to uh, wrestle <laughs> that phone away from him. Uh, but long story short, I never talked to her again. Um I think this the greatest part of this bar at this mo- so so uh we both come into this bar with this experience of going to the history by the glass bars. I think the greatest part was realizing that this was what they call a uh a, a sports league bar or something like that, right? And exactly. and there being a wall a a Fifteen foot wall of of trophies and and uh, memorabilia behind glass. Yes, uh, up in what used to be their pool room.
0: Yes. Well, this is still the most marketable part of Claudia's, in my opinion. Captain's chairs are gone. Um, we already talked about the giant satellite dishes, but failing that, that gift of eighties, nineties sports around the clock in Claudia's. Uh, these trophies. If you've never stopped to go up there and you probably haven't because there's usually 20 surly people playing poker up there more on that later. Uh I did go up there and kind of tiptoed my way around the poker with a camera <laughs> which I was nervous the poker players <laughs> behind me would be thinking I was in cahoots with somebody on the other side of the table and uh-huh. uh, so I tried to get be very really,
1: shot by a Colt 45. Yeah, I tried like, to oh, be yeah. pretty
0: as chill as I could for a moron taking photos of a uh a, of a trophy case with this Claudius was the premier sponsor of um "quote unquote amateur athletics in the city yeah and i put those quotes are heavy duty because claudia's you sponsored have
1: sprained your fingers in your air yes, quoting yes yeah, uh-huh. i have uh, dislocated your finger yeah it's terrible
0: it's phenomenal as an athletics team sponsor so claudia sponsored semi-pro basketball teams that won multiple national titles <laughs> in the 60s and 70s and had nba level talent there was a guy who was a first round draft pick of the nba who held off on his contract to play with claudia's for a game or something that he got undercut under the basket and immediately said nope i'll (laughs) take that deal or something like that
1: (laughs) there might be more money in the non-claudia's league claudia's
0: was attracting that i mean like college stars were going to play at at, for the claudia's basketball team which i don't know what the league looked like that competed for a national title with bar sponsors yeah but god to be alive back then but um this was a you know and after that era um it went on to sponsor what i wrote was Several hundred killer softball, baseball, volleyball, mushball, billiards, you name it, teams that won damn near every 80s, 90s, and beyond event so they entered.
1: Many papers framed and pictures framed and, and trophies just, galore yes. just everywhere. I mean, this was,
0: this makes your high school, I don't care if you went to, uh, whatever, the best high school in the fucking state. This trophy case blows everything if away
1: trophies were made of gold this place would have a billion dollars yeah. just sitting back
0: there and they've had a short documentary made about which still need to watch that they've had a documentary made about the claudia's basketball teams Damn it! and
1: yeah, it's, you know a smarter people would have prepared for this uh by watching
0: it's a recurring theme of this segment is. all right
1: let's uh let's, let's stop recording and let's go watch it
0: all right so popular taverns uh as team sponsors, um, it used to be a lot more prevalent. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, uh, I'm making this up, or maybe I was making it up thinking because I've seen too many cheers episodes.
1: Could be. That's what I immediately think of as cheers.
0: But Nick's was also, uh, you know, uh, Nyx was also involved in sponsoring teams and.
1: Nick's you know, and Claudia's played each other at some point, right? They must have. Yeah. They must have. But
0: I, I who knows? Nick's doesn't have quite the i don't know claudia's it's damn impressive the amount of of talent literal talent that has gone through there um but of course it brought me to immediately recalling cheers versus gary's old town tavern yep and and i wrote kind of you know i started thinking about that as my mind wanders i said uh you know now with fewer people being diehard regulars at sportsy bars especially during their prime athletic years you don't see uh you don't see this as much of bars sponsoring competitive basketball softball baseball football whatever it is teams and it's a damn shame i said uh about five six years ago i would have stepped over my own mother to play on any team that was sponsored by the old barn (laughs) rocking old barn jerseys
1: uh Uh, yeah i think of gators (laughs) had a team. Uh well I definitely drive to all the games I don't I don't know what you're you're
0: imagining the Gators clientele now playing on a yeah. team yourself included yeah.
1: yeah you gotta imagine if but people 30 years ago right yeah,
0: yeah. if if the people who were at Gators during Saturday karaoke night right. were, were there all the time enough to volunteer their time to play on the now
1: you're talking yeah now you're but talking. I think
0: with the people don't hang out at younger people who like to play sports don't like to hang like to play sports yeah. Don't hang out at these places uh, regularly enough for them to say, "Hey." Well,
1: no. Uh, now, now, who's hanging out there are um, are what we call poker players uh, because a different
0: kind of athlete.
1: There was a section of the bar that was a pool room, and then migrated eventually to a card room. Now to a daily maybe i don't know i don't know the last few times i've been in there there have been people playing uh texas hold'em or or some sort of uh some sort of poker or something like that and that's and that's what's in that back room now
0: so you were there recently yes i was because uh, as people may or may not be catching on you enjoy a good hamburger in this
1: town well i like a good hamburger and uh that's true and you've eaten a fair amount i've 50-50, yeah, all the 50 hamburgers. 50 hamburgers, that's pretty good. And 150 of them have been pretty damn good.
0: So tell me about the Claudia's Hamburger. How how, how did it stack well, up in all of your...
1: I I looked at all of the places we went to. Steinhouse is closed and um, can't eat there. And uh, Nick's, we ate a, a, a hot dog. So I imagine that the only place, because I, I didn't do this during our visit, uh, uh, I have been doing this uh, more regularly now, though, is to eat a Claudia's hamburger, and it was fine. It was a uh, a potato bun like we talked about, no seeds or anything like that, and then mayo and then uh, red relish. You know what red relish is? It's kind of like a relish, but it's red. Interesting. Yeah, I, don't, I couldn't pick it out of a lineup. I believe Stanich's used red relish uh, in their in their in their burgers, but I I don't have any sort of uh, actual breakdown uh, to. to uh, to find that uh, out. And I had a bacon cheeseburger. I just picked one out of the list. I, I didn't uh, right. care. And the bacon was very plentiful. This, the bacon was the best part of the damn thing. It was okay. plentiful. Uh, it was good. It was smoky. And there was a lot of it. And they called it on their menu the leanest bacon on earth. Isn't that funny? Is that a marketing plus? Uh, No, because I want fatty, fatty bacon. It's inherently a fatty cut of meat. Okay, interesting. Uh, Yeah, so, you know, whatever. And then underneath that was a piece of cheddar cheese. It was not Tillamook cheese. I I guarantee you that. And a burger that was a third pound uh, uh, grass-fed, hormone-free burger. Oh. It was the healthiest uh, thing in the... uh, <laughs> of all the people sitting at the bar, it was the healthiest. Well, at least uh, piece somebody of meat was grass fed exactly, and hormone free. Exactly, it's actually pretty damn tasty. The onion slices underneath that uh, were very, were multiple white onion rings. And, uh, underneath that is a tomato. So you start getting into your bottom half of the burger, just being all of the, all of the vegetables and everything like that. And tomato, you had two slices of that and lettuce. And I'm in a debate with my wife about what this lettuce is. You know, the like sizzler, green, uh, ruffled lettuce. It's yes. not iceberg. It's not it's romaine. It's not quite a doily. It's not, it's yeah, not quite exactly. A... It's kind of doily lettuce. It's like <laughs> photographable lettuce. But it's you don't you can't go to the store and buy it, right?
0: Yeah, what is it? What that? is it? It's too flaccid what? to be uh, exactly. it's, iceberg lettuce. Yes it is. There's or no crunch.
1: Yes. And it's not really uh it's not spinach. Boy. I don't know what it is. Isn't that fascinating to think I think it's a paper never, towel spray I have, painted green. I, <laughs> So did you? And when you were in the bathroom, did you notice if there were any uh, green paper towels? I, I may have. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know really what it it was. Um, uh, which is funny because I've never really thought about my lettuce ingredient that uh, much before. So thank you, Claudia's, for making me do that. Uh, mayo and the other half of that potato bun. Um, this was uh, fine. It felt really dry, and they was served it with ketchup and mustard. And I felt like I gotta. I'm sorry. I gotta add. I got to add condiments uh, to this thing. You know, Count I got to I got to put condiments on this thing. A condiments at Claudio's? Yeah, Claudio's condiments. And uh, the <laughs> burger was pink in the middle. It was uh tasty and juicy throughout eating. You know, usually these things dry out, yeah. you know, by the end of the thing. Um so the burger was good o- overall though. It was just sort of a, a a blandish burger. I don't know why. Like the I don't know what happened. I'll tell you what happened here. I'll give this a uh, 6 out of 10. Uh Aha. I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I was taken by a conversation that I had (laughs) at the bar. Uh, I couldn't focus on this burger uh, because I was engaged in a conversation with a gentleman named Robert who was there hanging out while I dropped in on a Saturday. Uh, A great Saturday where there's many games on TV, but imagine dragons on the sound system <laughs> wonderful job Claudius. way to really pump in the game of the week uh, but 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 robert was a uh, citizen of the world robert? <laughs> yeah, robert was a citizen of the world and he had taken many photos of portland he had lived here a number of his years he had many stories about um uh, um about uh um uh, uh he had many stories about uh, NATO and um, the catacombs underneath uh, northwest Portland. And, the street. And, and, and Joe's cellar. Yes, the... no, he had many, yeah, NATO the person and oh, okay. the catacombs underneath the other streets. So, not, the, not the controversial
0: uh, North Atlantic... Uh...
1: Oh, NATO! Absolutely yeah. not. No, no. The NATO uh, Parkway. That gentleman that that the uh, NATO Parkway. Oh, is gotcha. Named, yes, for, yes, 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 yes. Um, and uh, and Joe Seller and 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 Dockside. We all talked right. about that and, Seems and all right. we yeah. seen a lot of growth and why aren't these places doing? A lot, a lot of a lot of great uh, conversation. Um, um, but also, it's interesting because I am I'm a focused focused person i'd like to focus you know i really like to get in there and i do you're you steve job. martin on yes, Playing trains and automobiles exactly and, and i don't like dressing. a john this was john candy sitting next to me <laughs> and eventually i loved him right i drove him to my home oh, he's right. there eating with my oh, wife right every now time <laughs> <go away. laughs> every time you go away every time you here's to the wives yeah yeah and i was you know i was just candidly like laughing to myself on a train about <laughs> how what a goofball that guy was and uh but i i i enjoyed my conversation immensely and so i was a little distracted in this review to play it safe i'm going to give you a nice six out of ten Claudia's. uh this was served with the chips fries or soup i believe Oh, okay. It was about, uh, oh, also, oh, here's a, a downgrade. It was about uh, $85 this <laughs> hamburger. It
0: was very... Ooh, that's felt, a little Felt steep. expensive. I
1: think it was 13 A little it, steep. It, this is felt,
0: like that uh, time you went to Vegas last summer.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Served poolside on a uh, Mediterranean woman. It was oh, very luxurious. Very nice. Very nice. And, oh, uh, uh, my wife is now entertaining Robert at the home. Oh, my God. Well,
0: uh... Let me guess: Was there people or dogs playing poker at Claudia's when you were there?
1: Wow, what a great question! There were um, so the bar is is very much divided. the The actual liquor uh, divides the place right into, and on one side there is a bar and tables and and televisions, and I would say there were about mm, four and a half people over on that side, uh-huh. and on the other side, of course, there were six tables of poker and i would say there are about mm, 35 people over (laughs) on that side
0: my take would be simply this i would try to maybe give the poker players their own little room with a little swinging door or something i think seeing them back there kind of glowering poker by its nature you have to have a poker face so there's not a lot of idiots grinning back there and making it feel like a jolly good place to be (laughs) i see they're just kind of
1: you're looking for (laughs) For warmth that yeah, may not be. Yeah, the place. you walk
0: in and you just see uh, you know, twelve hard ass motherfuckers just like
1: you know it's funny, you know, who also hates them uh, poker players. Robert. He was he was very <laughs> Robert was very adamant that they that they ruined Claudia's Wow. Yes. There's a because there's an they uprising. don't buy anything because they see. can't be drunk while they play poker, you know, because they have tells. They must buy enough. I don't know. I think it's like there's an operation that gives them money to be back there or something like yeah, that. Maybe right? so.
0: Yeah, that's interesting.
1: Well, hell, And here's what I would a do. Different podcast would dive deep into, into that. I would
0: take all that shit out that's buried in that in that trophy case, put it around like Nick's does. Nick stuffs all over the walls. Yeah. Put all that stuffs amazing. Yeah. Put all that so you got a million
1: uh, things well, It feels, that like of such a, feels like a room you can't go into. No, no Put one it... goes. People probably say, "Oh, Claudia, you a... said yourself, you felt like you were uh, you, you know, you're going to get shot walking oh, through yeah. there." But people don't even
0: understand. The, it's 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 a little like amateur museum hall of fame back
1: there. And, and that's like, what I told th- Robert. Like, listen, look at all of this shit back here. He's like, oh wow, I didn't even realize. That even
0: back even back. your eighties and nineties people are just uh, you know. Probably not college all-stars or first-team all-conference. Still winning, you know, softball. But put all that shit everywhere on the walls. Make your history come to life, your proud history of being a, not just a sports watching bar, but a sports participant bar.
1: Yes, and isn't that what we're trying to do? Make the history come to life? Yeah. And don't you feel like we did that here tonight? Yes, (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> I believe we did. That is a good segue cuz time <laughs> cuz time is time what he's in there he's pointing at his watch yes, cuz uh-huh. I could go on about this for a long uh, while. Too
1: long maybe.
0: Too long. So let's cut it here. You got me like Nova.
1: All right, Alfredo, it's just about closing time here in the HBTG studio. Be sure to subscribe, share, and rate us on iTunes. And you can find us on Spotify also. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at History by the Glass. And on Twitter at HBTG underscore PDX. And, of course, uh, you can find our original blog at historybytheglass.blogspot.com. No question mark there. Join us next time as we conclude our celebration of our one-year anniversary with part four of our Year in Review. On behalf of my co-host, Alfredo Moreno, I am Nathan P. Gale. Thank you for joining us, and please tip your bartender.
0: Too long. So let's cut it here.
1: So I would love to have you go on and then edit it down. However, we have free Jack Daniels to drink somewhere. I hope they're still open. You don't? Th- I don't think they're open.
0: No, we need to go. We go to Scotty's now. We need to wrap this up and uh, and adjourn.
1: It's too bad. It's too bad. We don't even like the place when we're talking about it.